Well, good day to everyone. We want to welcome you. We're excited, uh, as always, that you're here. Excited to uh, have the opportunity to just talk a little bit about Jesus today. Um, David, you know, we messaged earlier today, and so what do you want to talk about? What's on? I said, what's on your heart? And you said, what's on your heart? And we both said Jesus, right? And so uh, we don't know really what we're going to talk about, so to speak, but we know it's going to be about Jesus. And and we threw around the idea of who Jesus was, who Jesus is. Um, you know, I, as I was driving here from work, I thought to myself, that is such a good question that we don't take the time to think about, is who was Jesus? And we, we, we get it on a um, high level, right? Oh, Jesus was the Son of God. He came to... Uh, die on the cross to save us from our sin. Yes, that, that's awesome. I fully agree. But we've got to take that to a deeper level. Mm-hmm. Who did Jesus say he was? Who did? Who was Jesus? Jesus on the third. I got one for you. Yeah. So, who is Jesus? Now, I, lo- I thought about it today. I thought he was raised in the temple, but he was a carpenter. Mm-hmm. You didn't even hear about Jesus until he was 30. Like, you knew of him. You knew he was born. Right. He was in a temple, but he hadn't started his ministry. You know, he hadn't started really telling people about Jesus. Like, right. he was learning. He was growing. He was a carpenter. He's a normal person for 30 years. A, a normal person. Yeah, like, he was in. He was at the temple, but yeah. he was also a carpenter. Yeah, you know, I mean, he was fully I think man. early in his age, he was raised just like me and you, and I'm pretty sure you were raised in the church. Yeah, he yeah. was raised in the temple, so we were there all the time. My mom was a school teacher, so I can testify. I'm no Jesus, but I was right. raised. That, 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 my mom had piano lessons in the summertime there every day at the church, and she was there during school doing baby care, babysitting at the school during school, yeah. going early to school, which was at the church. So you know, Jesus was at. He was. They couldn't find him, and they asked where he was. And he was at, wasn't he at the temple oh, yeah. when he was a young Twelve boy? Twelve years old, yeah. Uh, so that made us understand that who is Jesus, we said. He was a boy at the temple. you know. And then he grew up, and as he grew up, we knew he did carpentry. As yeah. a carpenter. I mean, I wonder what he did. Sometimes I'm wondering if he did trim work, if he did sculptures, if he did woodworking. If yeah, he what did, did he do? Huh. But, you know, whatever, whatever carpentry work he did back then... Talk he about was, some good work. Talk about some good. T- he Man, was built. I bet that he was solid. Yeah, because they they had to like hand screw everything. They didn't have Dewalt <laughs> drills, David. <laughs> Table no. saws. Uh, they they didn't have, had their own. They had to nail stuff in with a, a rock. Probably. I bet. I mean, you know, I bet his biceps. <laughs> I bet he was pretty forearm. strong. I, I no, mean, he was no strong, doubt. But I seriously do. But you mentioned the fact, you know, he lived this this life just like we live, right? I mean, yes, he's yes. High level, God incarnate, God wrapped in flesh. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Okay, we, we get who Jesus is, but we have to understand He was flesh. Fully God, but fully flesh. And He understands you know, what we go through in this life. Right? He, you mentioned you know, he, he lived a life just like we did. I thought this was interesting. This was brought to my attention a few months ago. Do you, you never hear again in the gospel accounts, you know, at the birth of Jesus, you hear about Mary and Joseph. Not once again do you hear about Joseph after that, his father, earthly father. Huh. What happened? 
I can't say anything did happen, but you know, as I think about that, I mean, did he suffer loss of a loved one? And you don't hear much about him from 12 to... What happened in that span? To 30. He, he dealt with things that, you, that, that we deal with, mm-hmm. right? He was, he was fully man. And, I, and you know, that's, obviously the Spirit was inside of him from that period because Jesus was inside of him, the Holy Spirit. Yeah. He came to die. We understand the full picture because we know the full picture. But, you know, while he's living, you know, he's got that perfection of Jesus or God inside of him. So, but then he's also dealing with the conflicts from a teen all the way up into a manhood of 30. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he had to be continuing uh, fellowship with Christ. So his relationship was perfect with Christ. We, yeah, we and, know that. In yeah. that 30 years. But it, to me... When he got to his service for the Lord, you know, it only took three years and 12 people to tell the world about Jesus. Mm. And we think we need a thousand people church. Mm. Jesus didn't, you know, he, he was around crowds of thousands. But what re- who really impacted this world? Twelve people that got close to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Period. Can that happen today? Twelve people that get close to Jesus. And Jesus said, you know, that we have his word. We have more than what most people had. You know, we do have to believe by faith who he is. Yeah. You know, it does say that. Those who believe by faith, and, and you guys get to see me, but those who believe by faith, you know, they are, they are blessed. They are privileged to be able to trust and, and believe in that. Right. So just to understand that and we took him up from a child to his to his death, and it only took, he didn't start his ministry. Mm-hmm. To about 30 years old. For what, three years he did yeah, it? Yeah, close to three years there. Or whatever it was. Yeah. But it it took 12 people that got close to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And they impacted the world. Mm-hmm. They're still, t- we're still reading, we're here today talking about yeah. it. The 12 people that he got with are, are we're reading about. They're telling us about the one that they got close to. Mm-hmm. So, the, so who is Jesus? You know, we talked, we brought that in, and I, and I thought about that today. I was like, man, that Jesus just came. It took him three years to get what he needed done. So he doesn't need a lot of time. He gives us seventy years. What, imagine yeah. if we were sold out for him for seventy years. What if we got sold out to the the work that he wanted us to do? Hmm. Right, because you you asked the question, David, can, can you know, can this happen today? Can this happen to us today, where we get sold out for Him? Where you know you look around, what's happening in the country right now? All these revivals are are going on. Right, what has to happen for us to get on fire, for us to tell people about Jesus? Can it happen? And I'm not so sure if we can answer that question. Can it still happen today? Uh, we want to say yes, but I think deep down, we think no. And so, who is Jesus? Matthew through Revelation. How many guys wrote within that book? Four or five. Yeah. I don't know how many. 
But six, let's say all 12 of them wrote. But I don't think all 12 of them no, did yeah. write. So only six of them wrote. Maybe. I don't know I don't what know. the number is. But just think. They got so close to Jesus and wrote about Jesus. They wrote about him. They, that's all they did. Six people. They wrote about him and they got close to Jesus. And to change the world, they didn't go... You know, there was, Paul went and preached and went. Paul, Peter went and preached. But the other six, what'd they do? You, know, you ever think about that? Like, the ones that were that close to Jesus, did they just tell their local friends? Like, I know who Jesus is. Let me tell you. We don't read much about what... Sure. You know, Matthew, John, uh, we read Acts. Well, that, I think that was written by one of those. But... Romans and all of them were written by like four people. So what did the other guys tell? Like that you don't even hear about them traveling like Paul and Peter did. Yeah. Would, would, did they just live like me and you at their work? And the message still got portrayed. It was maybe you know it only really six of them told everybody, from what we understand. Some of them were preachers, I think. But that's what's crazy. Like when you get so close to the Lord, when you do exactly what God wants, you know, and in mm. there. What does He want? What does He want from us? Mm. He wants your heart. He wants your heart to chase after Him. If I had to give an answer, if I had to look at Jesus, and you asked me that question, what does, what do I want, son? I'd say He just wants me. Yeah. He just wants me to understand that, David, I have everything. I hold everything. Mm-hmm. He said, we, we started this, who is Jesus? What did he say? Before Abraham was, I am. Am. Right? I am the resurrection of life. I give, I am the good shepherd is what he says. Hmm. I've got it all, David. I can't lose. What does he want? He wants us to humbly submit to him in faith mm-hmm. glorify him to glorify him I would say yeah I'm looking at and I don't mean this disrespectfully because I know that if we saw his face we we wouldn't look at him but if I get to see Jesus and look at him you know, you, you can know what he wants right now and what he wants is for you to glorify him and to understand that he wants to talk to you he wants to hold your hand was what we talked about last time. He wants to be right there next to you. Who is Jesus? Jesus just wants you to understand that He is the I Am. Mm-hmm. He wants you to understand what you're going through. I can give you exactly what you need. He didn't say I can fix it. He said I can give you exactly what you need. You know, sometimes it is a healing. Sometimes it is a spiritual sickness. Sometimes it is, but His grace. Sometimes all we need to do is just rest in His promises. And stand still and let stand God move. Stand still, right? He said, "Take on His yoke. His burden is easy." Hmm. Right? He wants to carry it for us. We just have to rest in who He is. We just have to rest uh, in those promises. Uh, we're gonna talk Sunday, uh, David, this coming Sunday, out of John 17. Um, you know what God wants for us is to bring glory to Him. And Jesus says, he's, he's praying a prayer to God and in John chapter 17. I don't have it here in front of me, but he's praying and he says, Father, glorify me so that I may glorify you. Okay, 
we've got to think what Jesus knew exactly what he was about to go into. This is Mm. hours, this is moments before the crucifixion. Moments before the crucifixion, you know, just on the other side of the next hour, right? Jesus knew what he was walking into. And he knew whenever he said, glorify me so I can glorify you, God. Lift, glorify means to exalt. Glorify means to lift up. God, lift me up on that cross so that I may glorify you. Mm. Now, how you know, you look at this cross here at this church. How do you think, how does that bring glory to God? Because when you and I have faith in that man named Jesus, why do we come to church on Sunday? To worship God to praise God, to give adoration to God, to love God because He loved you so much He sent His Son. Not for any man, not for anybody in this church, but for Him. But for Him. That gets lost a lot. Yeah. Dying a lot. We get caught. We get. You're right. We do get caught up. We, we the, come to church. We, get, we come to church for so uh, to socialize. That's right. Right? And to see what everyone else is doing. You don't believe me? Why is it so busy on Sunday mornings, but we ain't got hardly anyone on Wednesday nights? Because mm. they're not coming for the right reasons. Because when you come, you want to get fed from your pastor. When you come, you want to worship him. And you want to praise him and give respect to what, who God is. And when you look at that cross, it drives you to love him and to worship him. And what does God get? God gets glory from that. Because God reached down. When he we reached when way down for me, David. Right? He reached me. down. I was lost and undone. Right? Yep. And so. He gets glory whenever we, we whenever we love him and we praise but him. Why do we lose that perspective? I think I, I think mean, we genuinely because me and you are guilty of coming in and, and we're like, oh, here's all these people and we get around and then we're next thing you know we're here cause, and then we're we do have fun singing and sometimes you lose focus in worshiping and sometimes you like, man, what does this people think or what's you know and you start sing, and you get involved with the people around you and you know that is one thing I'll say. Uh, and I've, the more you get involved in a church, <laughs> the more you're going to learn about things. Let's people. be honest. Well, the more you learn about people. The more you learn about people. Yes. You find people's motives. You see it. But it's our duty to continue to keep our focus. Exactly. But we lose our focus. Yeah, We're yeah. not any better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. But you sense, you know, when you've got someone on stage singing to the king, or you got someone on stage here because they don't know why. Yeah. I like singing. I like singing. I do. But I like singing when I'm singing and my heart's right. And I'm singing about the one who defeated death. I'm singing about the one who gives perfect peace. When I sing about that, that overflows when my, when my heart is right. And how do we get that perspective and you lose it in the midst I think you lose it in the midst of a church sometimes because you get fixed on people yeah because you're around people uh, Brett does a good job of sticking to the word Brett does a good job of of giving truth every service but when you get wrapped up in people you lose focus yeah 
And you know what? Jesus never got wrapped up in people. He didn't care your shape, size, color, whatever it was, your political status. In Luke chapter, I think it's chapter 19, he says, he says, the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. You know, in Luke chapter 19, that's who he tells. He tells that to Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was a tax collector who worked for the Roman government. There ain't no political. Jesus looks past your political party. He looks past. Yeah, he looks past your color. He looks past, you know, your race. He looks past what you look like. He looks past people and sees their heart and wants their heart. Like, and that's so hard for us. He wants their hearts to turn because we get caught up in people. We yes, because we don't see their heart. But when you get close to Jesus, you begin to see people and want to have a burden for people. You do. Like, I mean, I told you before we started, you know, the yeah. reason I'm doing something is because I really would love or, you know, I can't win nobody else, so I might as well try in doing this. Like, I might as well try. Mm-hmm. You know, I, if, they, if you do this and you come to church. What does God want, I think, in the most simplest form is to look at the Great Commission. He said, go and make disciples. He spent three years to tie this all up, back up. He spent three years with these people, these disciples. How did he make disciples? He washed their feet, though. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's called the great, you hear me say, the co-mission. Yeah. Join Christ today in his mission. So I don't know if this was, I honestly don't know if this was about who Jesus is or what we're called to do. <laughs> well, let me tell we you went. who Jesus is. Can I read this scripture? Yeah. Let me tell you something. And that meant this is who Jesus is. The same Holy Spirit that lived inside Jesus lives in you today. You have this same power. That's what I'm about to read. In Acts 16, 25-27. And it says, And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed to the Jesus we're talking about and sang praises unto God. And the prisons heard them. Prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed. And the keeper of the prisons awoken out of sleep and seeing that the prisoners' doors opened and drew out, and they drew out their swords and would have killed himself supposing that the prisoners had been fled. You know who the one we're talking about tonight is the one who busted those chains in that prison he can is the same one that can bust your chains mm-hmm. in your life. Mm-hmm. The same things you carry, the same things you get. You get up every morning and you worry. You get upset. You struggle. Those are chains. You want to know who you're praying to? The one that broke the chains. The ones that defeated death. So, you know, we brought all this into who Jesus is. We started as a little boy who was perfected in the church. He stayed in the church. He was brought up to his his field of of to thirty to start his commission. And that same commission went out for three years and told twelve people. And it's still alive today. Mm-hmm. And it can that's who Jesus is is the one who can break your chains. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity to just come and 
set aside some time today to just talk about you and to get focused on you and, you know, just to get us through the rest of this week, uh, you know, just with some encouragement, Father. And so we just thank you for revealing yourself to us today. And we ask that you just really be with the listener, Father, whoever's listening to this. We don't know who it is, but we pray that this message resonates with them, Father, and uh, that you just convict uh, them of sin and righteousness and judgment. Father, you convict me of sin of righteousness and judgment, Father, so that we can uh, be drawn closer to you, Father. Um, we love you and we we thank you for exactly who you are, uh, what you have called us to do, Father, and we praise you uh, for the things you are going to do. Uh, we know through um, this church, through uh, the listener, Father, through this podcast, God, and we just again thank you. Uh, and praise you and we love you for giving us uh, Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Yes, amen.